0: It was Kirby Seed.
1: Oh, okay. All right. ID. Okay. Great. Thank you. Okay. We're going to get started. Okay. Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that everything is energy. And that energy is interconnected and interdependent. That energy is actually one thing. In essence, that everything in the world, not just people, people, plants, the planet, animals, everything is connected. Um, And when we as a society awaken to that truth, of spiritual oneness that we're all connected just like ancient wisdom has been teaching us spirituality has been teaching us and now even science is teaching us so when mankind awakens as a whole to the truth of oneness there will be peace on earth today's show topic is linking to the spirit world with jane siebel thank you jane for being my guest today on awake to oneness radio welcome Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yes, I see Jane everywhere I go. (laughs) Every event I attend, Jane is right there. And I'm so happy that she is going to be my, she is my guest today. Now, Jane, can you please share? I know a little bit about your work and I've seen you work, um, seen your work. So could you please share with our listeners who may not be familiar, um, with your work and who you are. Share your journey, your spiritual journey with our listeners.
0: Well, I was born first of all, let me say thank you for having me on the show. You're
1: very welcome. Um,
0: it's always a pleasure to see you at the conferences. Yes. Um you know, I think some of us awaken to who we are rather quickly. Yes. And then others find out about awakening by what they don't like in life yes okay and so you know for me i was uh, i would be considered by today's terms a highly sensitive child okay and so i was labeled um way too sensitive <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know dramatic uh, let me think if i oh i wasn't tough enough that was the other thing okay and so um i was raised in this family where i felt like Nobody else got me. And uh, it was really hard to relate because I had five other siblings and I was like the odd man out. Okay. And, uh, you know, when I look back during that period, we didn't have the resources that we have today. And so really nobody knew what it was or how to develop it. Or in my instance, I feel like, You know, because we're energy, we have this psychic energy that begins to evolve, and we have to learn how to control it, otherwise it begins to control our life.
1: Okay, yes.
0: And so, you know, um, I was, you know, I had uh, parents that were, you know, devout Catholics, so we ended up going to Catholic school, Mm -hmm. and that didn't help. (laughs) 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 You know? And Yeah, so it was kind of like the message that I was getting growing up was that there was something wrong with me. And that something wrong with me stayed with me throughout my life. And so I believe on a subconscious level, we're conditioned as young children. You know, I I, I, don't get me wrong. I believe parents do the best that they can, and they teach what they know. Yes. And I think sometimes what we don't know causes fear,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, uh, and, and looking back, and I can just say my parents didn't have the tools,
1: right.
0: yes. you know, to understand or to help me, but did I feel that, you know, they tried well? I don't know. They sent me to Catholic school, so I guess I was a good start. <laughs>
1: I, I, I'm, I'm laughing, I just want to jump in Because I, I so identify with you oh We God, it was... were in the same situation I didn't have that many siblings I only had one sibling But my parents also sent me to Catholic school But I was raised in a strict home where I couldn't question. I couldn't say, well, this doesn't make sense to me. I couldn't, my father said, uh, children are to be seen and not heard. So I was Absolutely. born in a very strict home. I had to keep my mouth shut, but I felt exactly the way you did. I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like "Hey, I'm on the wrong planet even. I'm like, this is not where I belong. So and. So, please, I, I just listening to you, I'm like, oh, my God, we are so much alike. That I'm pretty sure I made my parents really happy because I even told them I think they dropped me
0: in the wrong family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and I, I'm looking back and I'm thinking that probably didn't, you know, as a you know parent now, I can say, well, that probably didn't go over too well. But I really felt like I didn't belong in that group. Yes. And the longer I was there, the more I tried to do what they wanted me to do. Right. But it wasn't working. And so then I go to school, and I would, you know, my parents were very strict too. I got to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. And they called this that.
1: (laughs) Don't (laughs) talk about that. Right, right, (laughs) right. Yeah.
0: So when I went to school, I was, you know, you, you kind of modulate between, you think people can do this, but then you really realize they can't. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes another layer of being defensive because it's a part that we can't show for fear of rejection. And so I didn't do well in Catholic school because I, you know, I was questioning why, if God was so smart, was he in a tiny box on an altar, you know? So that didn't, (laughs) you know, And that did not go over well. So I ended up with four years of uh, high school in a all-girls school. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I figured I might get it right by then.
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: But what I learned is that I needed to suppress what came to me naturally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But thank God my, my experience um, began with my grandmother because my grandmother was like probably the most predominant person in my life that I felt got me right but when she passed our communication was so memorable Mm -hmm. and loving that i held on to that despite what i had you know been told or whatever i just knew it felt right right and for me it was right Mm -hmm. and so you know i think we grow up and you know it's like um i could not allow that part of myself to be experienced by other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's yes, like I you can. hide it. Yeah, you hide it. And sometimes it would come out and you would go, oh, well, you know, it's just an accident. But for the most part, it was a part of me that I kept outside that I felt that I needed mm-hmm. to suppress. Right. Right. And so um, long story short, um, you know, I consider myself to be a late bloomer because I married a man, my second husband, mm-hmm. um, you know, I figured that <laughs> they say when you get married, you know, the first time, you know, I said, okay, well, you're supposed to set them free. And the joke was, I said to my first husband, I set you free and I'm sure nobody else will want you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh... I, I think we go through life with humor, you yeah. know? And so um, when I met my second husband, he did for me something that nobody else had done for me. Um, um, This is kind of like how spirit or God works in our life. But, you know, we were working at the same company Mm -hmm. in different locations. And I got a job offer to transfer to a satellite office, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was just unheard of because I had not had that much seniority. And so I took it. And I had no idea that it was his first day back from bereavement leave.
1: Mm.
0: So he had just lost his wife. Okay. And when I met him, I was just like, I. it was like I knew him. Yes. I knew him. It was like nothing I had ever experienced before. And we got to talking and the more I was around him, it was just this energy that it was like I couldn't deny. And I was thinking, I hope it's not one-sided. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and eventually we went out and uh, he took me to my first meditation class.
1: Okay, wow.
0: Yeah, and um, we had a quickie. Um, I met him in January. I went out with him in February. I moved in in March and married in May. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: Well, when you know when it's right, it's right. That's like there's no too soon. When you it know it, when you button and, and you both, it is. It's it's a past life recognition. You know, you it guys is. have been in each other's lives for many lifetimes, and so when you know it's right, it's right. Yes,
0: you're absolutely one hundred percent. I mean, I didn't have to ask myself. My mind, my body, and my spirit all knew. It was like a union of everything. Yes. And so um, I didn't tell him about that. Yes. Of course, yes. <laughs> I didn't tell him about that. Yeah. But he always felt that I was very understanding of death. Mm-hmm. And I would just smile. Yes. You know, but not really say anything. And then when we got married, I just I didn't tell him. Mhm. But his wife had been communicating with me. Wow yes um one of the one of the things that you know i was just writing for an article that someone's doing for me and um i was in my cubicle and she loved the smell of lavender okay and i'm working in my cubicle and all of a sudden my cubicle starts smelling like pungent lavender yes and i thought somebody had a spray or perfume and i jumped up from my desk i'm like who's got the spray it's annoying it was just inside my cube. Okay. And I'm like, no. I. And so the rational mind comes in and says, it has to be something other than it is. Right, right. And so I talked myself out of it. hmm And then one day when we were at home, mm-hmm. um, I was in the bedroom doing something. And once again, that lavender smell came in, very profuse. Mm-hmm. Refuse, But it was only on my side of the room. Okay. And I said, is that you? Okay. And I said, if it is, I'll deal with it. Okay. And so I got my little acknowledgement, and I sat down with my husband, and I said, well, there's something I need to tell you. I <laughs> do <laughs> <Okay>. uh-huh. <laughs> By the way, you know that meditation class that you took me to? That was really great. But there's something that I've had that I haven't understood my whole life. Mm -hmm. But I believe your wife is communicating with me. And this is what I have for you. Mm -hmm. And he started to cry and actually go into almost like a guttural cry. Because Mm -hmm. what he had said was that the information was everything that he wanted to talk to her about before she had passed.
1: Oh, wow.
0: But they couldn't talk about it, and that there was this book that she had given to everybody else except him. Mm, okay. Undying. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for him, he said, it gave him such profound peace that he felt that I had something that other people should be able to share it. Yes. And I didn't believe him. I just, I didn't believe him. And so um, he kept after me and kept after me and kept after me. And I said, finally, okay. And I started um, working in small little spiritualist churches. And then I started to really, I wanted to know what I didn't know. Right. I had the thirst to understand the mechanics of this. Yes. Not just do it, but understand how to do it and why. And why does it happen for some and not for others? And as I began that journey, I kept getting this impulse to really stop the job I was doing. I wasn't happy in it. It made a lot of money, though. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. But I was like, no. And then... I got cancer I
1: didn't know that
0: I got cancer I in fact what was interesting was is that I had been seen by a um uh what a chiropractor for back pain lower back pain Mm -hmm. and I seen him for like a year and it was like it would get better and then it would get worse and Then it got to the point where I really couldn't sit in a chair and then I had been to the doctor back and forth and they found nothing. But really what came out of it was that there was an x-ray that had been taken that had been misfiled that showed that I had a tumor on my kidney that they were supposed to be watching. Oh, wow. And so when I was in Canada, I got very sick and ended up in a very small hospital and um, they gave me a letter to take home to my doctor. That's something that you never want to get. Okay. So I got off the plane and I went immediately into the hospital again and I ended up having a partial nephrectomy. Okay. Before I I did that, I went to Brazil to see John of God.
1: Oh, I love John of God, yes.
0: I did, you know, I, I saw a lot of things there that I absolutely know to be true and I know that we all have, you know, the duality within us. It's what we feed, yes. but it doesn't discount the work that people can do. Yes, of course. And so um, I was very lucky because he had said that um, the uh, cancer cells would be uh, combined into one area mm-hmm. and that removed successfully. And that's exactly what happened.
1: Okay, awesome. Yeah.
0: But I decided at that point that. I was ready to become teachable.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. I think we all get brought to our knees in one way or another, whether it's through disease, you know, loss of a house or bankruptcy or loss of somebody that we love or through disease. Yes. And so um, at that point, I had a lot of time to think about my life. Yes. Because I think what it does is it brings us into that present moment of What's it all about? Mm-hmm. And I had been skirting it, thinking that, oh, well, I'll just, you know, get around to it someday, yeah. but not taking it Yes. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, if I get a second chance at this, this is what I'll do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I went back to work, and I never said that I was quitting to anybody. Right. I put my papers in to quit. And I was just waiting for them to come through. And I bought donuts that day and walked out and never looked back. Okay. That was eight years before I could collect Social Security. So it was like, I was taking a leap of faith. Yes. I was taking a leap of faith, but I felt, and this is how spirit works, but it was no longer, when it's the mind that gets into you, it'll come and it'll go. But when it's driven by something higher than ourselves that voice within us becomes so loud it it's drowning yes. i mean that's all i could hear mm-hmm. so i said i give i give yes and i think at that moment that's when we surrender we surrender some to something greater that is working through our life and when we start to have the courage to follow that path the the, the stones and the steps aren't all in place, but it takes an act of courage to take the first one and move in that direction. And so I did. Awesome. beautiful. So I went back to the churches and they, I was reading, uh, you know, sometimes up to 30 people for $5. Okay. <laughs> well, it was great experience. It was great experience. So right. I said, well, let's do it for 10. Well, no, they can't do it for 10. Well, but all the money was going to the church, and I didn't understand that. But anyway, <laughs> it's, it's okay. yeah, what right. I did is I said, they finally agreed. To, I think it was to $10. And then I, asked, I said, well, let's do 20 because I thought maybe that would cut down on the number of people. <laughs> right, right. Well, what happened was is they said no. And I said, something within me said, it's time. Okay. So what I did is I said, okay. And I went out on my own. I went public. I did what I feared to do. I went public. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, I always say that, you know, spirit will always give us what we need, but we have to show up first. Exactly. We have to show up whether we have the anxiety or we have the fear or whatever. But what I had learned long ago was, is if I show up and what I know to be true is they've always been there for me that they would be there then.
1: Yes, so true. And
0: so that's what I started to do.
1: Okay, so what year year was that around?
0: 2008 is when I had the cancer and left. Okay. 2008, yeah. And
1: and so what year was it you decided, I'm gonna go public, I'm gonna step out out of my fear?
0: 2008 was when I went outside the church. Well, 2008, well, yeah, about 2008 is when I went outside the churches. Okay. I had done some before that, but, you know, it was very comfortable being in that nucleus of, you know, that environment, because it was controlled. Right. But here we go, because when we become public, just like you, we have to expose ourselves to rejection again. Yes. Little did I know that I had the best family to teach me about that. (laughs) And so what I had gotten was, is that this was really priming me for where I was going because we have to have thick skins in what we do, because what we're doing is we're bringing legitimacy to a field that has been considered woo-woo. Right,
1: right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so,
0: you know, when we start to walk that path, we have to have a thicker skin.
1: Yes.
0: And thank God we developed that elephant skin when we were younger.
1: yes yes
0: because that that's what has gotten us through to where we are today to be able to walk that path so that others can see that we and i always say you know it's really easy for someone to say they do something but to walk it is different so true so true i believe you have to walk your talk you just can't yes. talk the talk you have to walk the talk so true. when you Walk the talk, it becomes a connection, an energetic connection that becomes
1: irrefutable. Yes. That is very true. Yes. Yeah.
0: And that's why you connect with people. Sandra Champlain, Mm -hmm. she's a great example of connecting with people. Yes. Because she walks it.
1: Yes. It's so true. Very true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, I say live it, walk it, and living it means kind of the same thing, but- Live your truth, and that's what I inspire everybody to do um, to live their truth. So, yeah, that is so great. Yes, it really it, living the
0: truth is being honest with yourself. Yes, you know, and when I was honest with myself, m- the rest of my family may not have had the same, you know, equipment I did, right? It didn't make me any less or them any more, exactly it just made me different and that's what I had always felt was that I was different yes you know I feel difference is in a good way it is
1: it's because we are actually we're all unique
0: yes different
1: we're uniquely different and it's supposed to be like that no two snowflakes are alike no two people are alike and we we so much want to be like the other and and deny our uniqueness so that's what you were kind of doing for many years, you know, I, you're, you know, we grow up thinking we don't want to be different. We right. want to be like everybody. We want to fit in, you know, but in truth, we were not born to fit in. We were born to be uniquely who we are and shine our unique light for the world to see. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But from a very young age, we're conditioned
0: yes. to, fit into the norm whatever the norm that norm is and what we're seeing today is these highly sensitive children that are coming in that aren't buying that right they're 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 coming in and they're knowing who they are and i always say we're like computer models with each generation we become more wiredly aware yes and these kids that are coming in they know who they are yes and they're a force to contend with yes Yes. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to make them fit into the norm right and they're not right And so where we were the trailblazers yes because they're I'm pretty sure you grew up and there wasn't another one like you either <laughs> <laughs> very true yes. yeah yes. so they have a community now right. a resource to really start you know, inner, you know, uh, changing ideas within the community to help right. them. And, you know, what I see is uh, like, um, I was lucky. My parents didn't medicate me because right. they didn't know about ADHD or ADD or any of that stuff. Right. And I think these sensitive kids come in and they're misdiagnosed.
1: Yes. Yes. And medicate the medication for kids, it's horrible
0: it is
1: no child should be medicated you yeah, know because well, they're, they're well i when i say that in, in the sense with the adhd and all that because actually my son was very just, he was just a, a boy, and it was hard for It's hard for a, a five year old boy to sit still in kindergarten and, and six year old in first grade. He just didn't want to sit still. They did test him, but I remember even back then, before I know all that I knew now about how bad those medications are for young children. I said, you can test him, but he is not taking any medication. So they did test him and they said they didn't think he needed any medication. He was just an active young boy. That's mm-hmm. it, you know? And these kids, they're, they're not designed to sit still for eight hours. They're designed to run around and play and be out in nature and, you know, it's just the way society, it's, it's the society, it's not the kids. If we take time to let them be them, and grow into who they're supposed to be, it would work out so much better.
0: Well, you know, you and I were lucky because when we were growing up, our parents threw us out of the house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we well, what I did, I ra- I eloped. I ran away, right after high school, I married my first boy, I eloped. I ran away to Maryland at the time because I could get married at 17 in maryland so i ran away to maryland in elope at 17. oh wow they didn't have to throw me out i ran out
0: (laughs) i was looking for my well you know we were raised in a different era where you know we were able to play outside and we didn't have as much technology and what we know today is technology actually interferes with the auric field yes and that's what we're giving these children Yes. and so they're highly sensitive so now we're giving them the technology that actually creates even more of a problem with them yes yes
1: and it exactly. takes
0: them out of the environment outside which is the nature to ground them and we put them in more into their mind
1: right right which right. which makes right.
0: more of a disconnect from who they really
1: are are exactly exactly yeah,
0: so in a way we're, we're we're streamlining the conformity just in a different way
1: Yes, this is true, because technology has its plus, but like that, like you said, when we were kids, we would be outside playing, you know, when we weren't home, we weren't doing homework, we're outside playing, yeah. you know? and even in the cold, we'd be outside playing, but um, the day's kids, you're, you're right, um, technology has its place, but not if a child is not going out and experiencing the fresh air and nature, just being in nature, it, it does something, it raises the vibration, just being communing with nature. They so. found
0: out with, with the astronauts, when the astronauts went into space, they found out that you know um, they got sick. And so what they found out is that we have the Schumann resonance here. It's a frequency of the earth. And so when it was duplicated in space, they no longer had that, that problem. Right. But it's the same way, way here. What have we done? We have taken away the leather shoes, which would have connected us to the earth. Mm -hmm. Now we've replaced it with plastic or rubber, which creates an interference for the grounding. Okay. All right. So we've done things that make it more difficult for the person to actually connect to the earth. Mm -hmm. That's why I think a lot of people today have anxiety.
1: Yes. Because they're ungrounded. Yes. Very true. Very true, and society as a whole does not help <laughs> like <laughs> like the news okay i i actually i've listened to my inner guidance now i i 'm not a medium i but i 've listened to my inner guidance my entire life, and this is many years before I was awakened to the things I know now of oneness and everything, but back in two thousand and one, right after nine eleven um I heard within a loud voice kind of, it wasn't audibly, but it was within my soul, my higher self was saying, turn off that news and don't ever turn it back on. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was so clear. The message was clear. And I even said, why? Cause I, I, I said it aloud. Why? So I was in my bedroom cleaning, the news was on and I, I felt this strong urge from within to turn it off and never turn it back on again. And I was obedient to that. And I've not, I've not watched news since September of 2001 and I and I understand I didn't understand until many many years later it's the frequency that was coming from that news program mm. and my higher self wanted to me to eliminate from my life my higher self wanted to take me someplace else and it couldn't take me there with that frequency in the background
0: I you know What we have, and you said it so beautifully, we're all energy and we're all connected. And we have to be aware of anyone or anything that tries to disrupt that. Yes. We are one people. I always say you turn us inside out, we all look the same. (laughs) (laughs) You you can't tell us apart. Right. And so, you know, I feel the same way in that I hold the frequency for truth. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that we are one. That is the truth. I don't, you know, short, small, pink, white, you know, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Like I said, if we are turned inside out, we're Mm -hmm. one. And as long as we can hold that and we know that to be true, no matter what's going on at what other level, that becomes that will become the dominant frequency. Exactly, exactly. And I'm with you. So what, what we're saying is, is that our body is responding to the frequency that's being emanated before the brain makes the connection. Exactly, exactly. And that's why people have you know so much stress in their life is because what they do is they are disconnected from the body mm-hmm. and the mind. And so it's always mind over matter.
1: Yes, 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 yes. And the mind is disconnected from the heart. See, now yes. the heart, the heart is where the intelligence truly yes. lies. Yes, the monkey, Not the monkey mind. And I don't know if you remember <laughs> with heart math. But heart math, um, matter of fact, um, uh, at the last conference, um, Soul Summit, um howard martin was there you maybe didn't see it but he's uh the co-founder of heart but it's it's the heart they, they have proven scientifically the heart is much much more intelligent than the brain and what we do we go by the monkey mind and we disconnect from our heart which our heart will lead us in a higher um in a higher vibration but we 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 listen to that monkey mind which is just dealing with surface what we what's what's in our you know vision which is but not in our heart yeah in our our sight yes and the
0: heart is what connects us all yes it it cre, it has a field of its own energy that connects to everything and everyone and that's where the truth the seat of the truth lies is in the heart Yes. But most people, do you find, are so afraid to be in their heart?
1: Yeah. They oh, trust yeah.
0: their head, but they don't trust their heart. Which seems, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: it's this is the last like, place I would trust. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of like when you decided to, to leave work. Now, most people would never have done that because like, their mind is saying, no, I need that money. I can't. But you, your heart was telling you. It's time to leave work and you followed your heart. The same thing with with me starting the show five and a half, four and a half years ago. Um, It was all my heart. My head was like, no, my heart was, yes, this is what you must do. So
0: I think what we do is we look at our past and we think that our past
1: is so terrible
0: that we can't possibly offer anything to anyone. And what I have learned is that my past, although I would not want to do it again, I'll tell you that much. Yes, yes. (laughs) Would I pick the same people? I don't think so. (laughs) It has made me everything that I am today. And it has made me so skilled at being able to pick up the patterns in other people to help them identify it that's in their blind spot so it can be brought forward in their conscious so they can become aware of it so that they can change it. Exactly. And, and when, we, when we think about, you know, spirit, people come to us like we are the gurus. We're not. No. The only difference is, is that we have spent more time doing it. That's it.
1: Exactly. It,
0: are you capable of doing it? Everyone is capable of doing it. Yes. But you have to believe it, number one. Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe when you feel it and you experience it, it becomes your path for building that foundation of future connections. Very true. It's not, it's not, we're not special. <laughs> right.
1: We're not special. It's right. And very true. We all can connect to the spirit world and connect to our loved ones in spirit. You know, my my son is in spirit and he's been in spirit now five years and I connect with him every single day. I mean, like I said, I'm not a medium. I don't hear him audibly. I hear him in my heart. That's the same place where I hear my higher self. I hear my son. You know, I talk to him all the time. I ask him a question. He'll answer me. I can hear the answer in my heart. Yes. And I think every, we all, like you said, we all, because we're all one. We all are, we all have that connection to source. And, and source is everything. Our loved ones on the other side, everything is connected to the same source. So through that connection, we can connect with our loved ones on the other side. We all can. And like you said, mediums are, are more attuned to yes. the other side. You know, they put in the, they put in the work, they put in the time. Yes. Attain, attain, yes. Very true. But
0: the analogy that I use is that as a young mother, how did you know when your son needed you or when he was hurt?
1: Right. You just intuitively.
0: Yes. It's no different than when we are linking with them in the spirit world and we hear them. Yes. That's telepathy. If you, I mean, I can remember when, you know, um, I was a young mother and, you know, my daughter was standing at the kitchen sink and I was doing dishes and she was out riding her bike mm-hmm. and all of a sudden I felt like somebody had punched me in the stomach. And I remembered dropping the dish mm-hmm. and I ran outside not knowing what I was doing, right? only to see that she had fallen off of her bike and hit her head on the curb.
1: Oh, Mm -hmm.
0: and so you would say, how does that happen? Oh, it must be a mother's intuition. We, it's an example of connection. Yes. An example of connection. It's an example of mother when she knows that her child is sick. How do you know? Or how do you know Uncle Harry is sick in three states away? Yes. It's because we're connected. If that connection can be available to you. Yes. In three states away. Can it not be the same in another dimension? Yes, of course. So then what we say is the truth of what you know is that everything is one. Yes. And it's our belief that will limit us to the availability that we're able to actually connect with a person. Exactly. So if we can move the resistance aside and allow the thought to change our belief system that it's possible, look what can happen.
1: Yes. So, so true.
0: Look what, so true. Look what happened. It's like, you know, so many times I'll say to people, you know, just pay attention to the music because a lot of times they will come through in music yes. and they'll words just like they would want to tell you.
1: Yes. Very, very true.
0: Yes. But when we become aware, they'll say, oh, well, no, 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 no. You know, that. Right. I wasn't aware of that before. Well, no. when we become aware of it, we begin to see it everywhere. Exactly. Exactly. We're no longer blinded to it. Nice. I call us the Helen Kellers of the non-physical world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, because our loved ones are trying to let us know, you know, they're trying to communicate with us all the time. But it's like you said, it's our resistance to it, our non-belief, our resistance. And if some, if we do notice something, we'll let our mind say, oh, that's coincidence that you know we'll let our mind tell us no that's not a connection when it was a connection with our loved one yes very true so the moment that we
0: create that doubt yes. what we have done is we've taken that beautiful connection and we've actually flatlined it yes because what we're saying is, is that the doubt is we're going to recreate the same experience. And so I just did a, reason, a, a reading recently, and I'll, this one will make you laugh. Okay. And so the father came through. It was a woman in, um, on the East Coast. The father came through, and I was in his memory. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was standing in front of these big glass windows looking out over a a large patio, like a deck thing in the back. Mm -hmm. And, but I felt the house had two levels to it. Right. And, but I felt that when I was standing there, off to the right would have been a tree or something that was, you know, bushy, whatever, that Mm -hmm. seemed very significant. Mm -hmm. This is going to crack you. So she says to me, Well, I have to tell you, those aren't glass windows. Those are sliding glass doors. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really not a two-level home like you would think. It's a house that has a basement. (laughs) Is that not two levels? (laughs) To me, that's two levels. Right. And she said to me, and this is what cracked me up, she said, can you tell me the color of the bush? (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. It's, and yeah. so Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. and so I said
0: to her, you know, your dad has come through with, with such detailed information.
1: Right. Right. Yes.
0: You know, but what we're looking for mm-hmm. she didn't get. Right. Make her believe. Right. Right. Um, and <laughs> So it's like you missed the whole picture. Yes. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, we're looking for that one piece of validation. Right. But but when we cross to the spirit world, what people don't understand is that they are in the driver's seat as far as communication. They will bring forth everything that they feel is necessary for you to evolve, heal, or find closure right it's always positive yes so you know and, and and I say to people if you've had a password here it may not work over there okay. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. where our limited mind thinks of a password here right they have an aerial view right of
1: what you need to right. evolve Plus, plus, from what I understand, the the spirit world is not communicating with you with words. It's images and thoughts that are coming through. Right. That we're translating.
0: Yes. That we're we're translating. But what happens is is that when we're on the same frequency, you'll know when it's true for you because it becomes undeniable. Mm Mm-hmm. Because yes. the truth, you know, and I always say this, people say, well, how do you know, you know, if the reading is good? And I'll say, you'll know because your mind, your body, and your spirit will react. Right. Yes. It just will. Yes. It'll, it will be an unconscious reaction, you know, yes. that comes forward from you that you just know the truth. Yes. We all
1: know that. Yes. Mm-hmm. and that's true you know in your heart because people ask me all the time well how do you know what you know is true and I say I know it's true for me because I know it from my heart my heart tells me what's true like when I was a child in Catholic school and I was hearing all this dogma of Catholicism my heart was saying no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right I was five years old five six years no. <laughs> no no yeah but now when i hear truth my soul wakes up inside and says yeah that's i and and everybody has that guidance system with inside them so i can't tell another person what's true for them they have to go within and live and follow their, what's true inside their heart, nobody else's heart. But I always say I'm not a teacher, I'm not a guru. I'm, I'm all I am is someone sharing my truth and living my truth by example. And that's the best way to share it, is by living Wonderful. it. Wonderful. Yes. It is. It is because yes. you know what it
0: says. It says that if you can do it, I can do it. Yes that's what it says it, it, you know and i always say it doesn't matter where we come from it yeah. matters where we're going exactly you know and so you know I, I and i was like you i mean i you know catholic school is when they still had the razor strap
1: oh yes <laughs> it, wasn't, oh, well, it wasn't child abuse then <laughs> yeah, yeah no it wasn't what they would do they no. would have... a wooden ruler have a kid that now if they had you do the open hand that was the easy but have you have an open hand and smack you on that was the easy part sometimes they make you fall your fist and smack you on your knuckles yes yes there was levels to corporal punishment (laughs) yes oh i one time saw a nun pick up two boys and bang their heads together Well, that was um, it was child abuse that yes. was called child rearing back in those days. Yes, it was. Oh my goodness! Yes, they yeah. Definitely had corporal punishment. Yes. Yeah, but we
0: know we know who not to cross, though, didn't we? Yes, yes. I mean, you only got you only got that wrap of the knuckles once before you knew that that strap hanging there would be, you know. Yes. That would be, yeah, and they weren't afraid to use it either. Not at all. Not but you know all. what I did love about being in a parochial school was not the church part, but I remember one time at like Christmas Eve service and everyone was singing, the choir was singing and it was that feeling of alignment with source. Mm. And I never forgot that. Yes. I never forgot that. Yes. But, when I went back and you know you go through the um, daily never felt it right right. It, it right because I understand it today is being rudimentary actions-hmm there was no feeling behind it right not in the not in the person giving the the you know at the pulpit giving the right woman, right or the people feeling it there was no connection
1: right. Right. Yeah.
0: But I. But what I learned, w- and that experience was, is that if I felt it then, yes. I feel it again. Yes. And, and what I come to understand is, the more we can get in that space, whether it's through meditation, walking meditation, or however. But when right. we quiet that mind and we become in alignment with that which we are, which is connected to which that. All that is, it expresses through us in a most different way that yes. we, our limited selves, could never understand. Yes, exactly. exactly. We become so much more. Exactly. That is so That's what people are missing today is, you know, they're falling away from church. And I'm saying, well, you know, however you find that alignment. Exactly find it exactly. because that is the beginning of your journey of introspection mm-hmm. and knowing about you because I don't think I can know about anybody else until I know about me. Mm-hmm. I have to know about how I work. I have to know about how I feel. I have to know about not how, how do I put my filters aside to see somebody in their own uniqueness, to be able to see what their pitfalls are, to see their patterns, to see, how I can help actually see what their future looks like. Mm-hmm. How do I set myself aside mm-hmm. and not commingle that experience that I have lived with the right. person in front of me? And you only do that by getting to know yourself mm-hmm. and getting yeah. to know your source within
1: right and i also do everything for me everything does start from within meaning knowing yourself appreciating yourself and loving yourself so you can love and appreciate each other for their uniqueness Mm -hmm. see a lot of times people i even i responded to someone's comment on youtube today but it's like they want to put everybody in a box everybody like that like conform everybody should be this way no. Mm-hmm. Let every first of all appreciate your uniqueness, love your uniqueness. That allows you to uh, love and appreciate everyone else's uniqueness. Not try to change them. Love them where they're at. You know, it's it's all about it's all about um, unity within diversity. That's what's going to bring about world peace. Um, I'm going to add one little
0: thing caveat to that Mm -hmm. i believe i believe we can love people but i also believe that they don't need to be in our life oh definitely we can love people from a distance we can love them we can love them from a distance because i think i think the way that we were brought up is that we need to fix and that is the biggest untruth that there is right and so the only one that we become responsible for is ourself and you know i'm not I'm going to go back to something that, you know, I had you know heard when I, you know, I was raised in the Catholic schools, mm-hmm. is that, you know, you do not cast pearl before swine. I had no idea what that meant. That I, really, meant. Yeah. I really didn't. Right. What I understand it to be today is that we can only help those that are ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and in I, truth, I'm sorry, I, I always say it's the true help. We can guide them. For me, I tried to guide them to go within and tap yes. into that truth. Because in truth, they, when they're open enough to be guided to go within, they tap into it and they transform themselves. So to me, I always say we are each our own saviors. I can't oh, yes. save anybody. Yes, yes. Yeah, we are. We, <laughs> we are each our own, own, savior. own savior. And right. all another person can do is guide us. Right, to ourselves so we can actually save ourselves. Yes.
0: We have to know too when, you know, as a, you know, a medium or a psychic medium, energy healer, I have mm-hmm. to know when I can't help somebody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have to be willing to just say, I don't have the tools or the expertise to be able to help you. But I let you go in this direction. And I think, but, you know, I'm going to support you in your journey. Right. But I think you need to move in this direction. Because, you know, one of the things that, you know, we were
1: taught was that we needed to fix everything. We can't mm-hmm. fix <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. And I went through that phase where I felt I had to fix everybody. But then I was like, no, 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 no. It's not my job. It's not you your job. Know? Yeah, not my job. But no. I, you know, Point them in the right direction, do what I can, but then, you know, you have to have get to a point where you, you get to the point where there's nothing more I can do, you know, there's nothing more I can do, you know, now you have to let them work, even kind of as a parent with children, you know, we raise our children to the best of our abilities, but at some point we're going to have to let them out in the world and, and let them, let them be. And just. That's
0: integrity within ourselves. Yes. And that's the integrity of the person, too. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, I always say that, you know, I don't have all the answers, but I know that this supreme being does. Exactly. And if I feel that, you know, I can't help you, I know that you'll be directed to who you need to go to. Exactly. I just know that I'm not the right person. And maybe that's the lesson here is yes. that not it's discernment that we're learning. Yes, it is. You know, and so I I always, because I always feel whoever I'm coming in contact with, there's always a lesson for me to learn. And the other one that I find that's really interesting is that I had this conversation with this girl. And she was saying how all the people that are coming to her are reflecting that which is happening in her life. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yes. And I said, oh, these are parts... That you may have thought you have resolved, right. that are coming up, that have another level and another layer layer to be healed. Exactly, and she said, an OMG.
1: <laughs> Very true. Very because true.
0: we keep going back and forth towards yes. the same things that we all we thought that we right. have dealt with. Exactly. But, But when you think about it, when we come in, we have this conditioning that starts at a very young age and it continues throughout our life. So just as it took to wrap this up, it's going to have to unravel. Exactly. Exactly. And so we'll revisit the same spot many times over because it's a different layer and a different level that we've gotten to. Exactly. It doesn't mean that we failed. Exactly. It means that we're are a Christopher Columbus of our own life.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: That's what it means. We're a we're a truth seeker.
1: Yes, yes, and and also I like I like that you use the word discernment because I also I talk a lot about non judgment. Now discernment is like you say. I know that I do some mentoring now. I just started doing one on one mentoring. Oh, cool. And there's sometimes I get to the point where I know I you know we we've been here, I've, I've pointed you, I've shared with you, but we've gotten to the point where we're, we're not getting past, we're like, we're hitting a wall, Mm -hmm. so, um, here's some more material, here's some more resources, but I, like I said, I used to be, maybe 10 years ago, I felt like I had to fix everybody, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and a lot of times we, we do feel like, oh, I've got to fix this person, and it's not, it's it's up it's the true healing only comes from within them we can guide them we can um you know point them in the right direction but it the healing comes from within and they have to be open to that themselves so they and and so i you know i got to the point where it's like i can't say i i can do what i can do to help this person and i'm going to do all i can do but it's not my job. <laughs> it's only my job, to fix, me. <laughs> my job to fix me. But there's so much
0: freedom in that. Yes. Yes. There is so much freedom because you know I. I always say if you think that you can make someone bad, then you can make someone good. Right. Right. And you can't do either. That's the illusion. Exactly. Yeah. And so it, it it it's like when you really understand that what we're trying to do, I mean this is I mean because when I first started out, I didn't understand this, but it was like as a young medium, mm-hmm. I wanted to get validation. Right. Because that validation would reinforce my self-esteem. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That yeah. I was doing good. Right. And then one day. I kind of woke up after a push from the other side.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: realized that if I was working for the spirit world, that was my validation. Because right. I would know the truth of the message that was being brought through and right. the quality of it. Right. And that itself should stand for it. Exactly. Exactly. And when I made that leap, it freed me up and my readings became even better right yes. Because I was no longer looking for the approval from the person others of me. Exactly.
1: right I
0: was more willing to put all my chips on the side of the spirit world and just say, look, give it to me. I'll, I'll put it out there And I have you know I got to tell you, when you're doing this work, sometimes you'll get the most bizarre things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they make absolutely no sense because it's not about you.
1: <laughs> right, 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 right. It's not about I get the
0: medium. You. Exactly. It's <laughs> exactly. about the medium. It's about the person in front of us that the information will trigger a memory within them that becomes so personal that they understand that a communication is taking place that's yes. when it becomes life-changing yes yes. That's when yes
1: it becomes life-changing so so true that's so true too when we were talking about following our heart a lot of times people don't follow their heart because they say they won't it won't be approved by other people by family by friends they won't approve of it. i had a friend <laughs> i had a very good friend of mine disassociate with me when i started my show four years ago you know and it's like i'm done with you because i i've had because i had channel and me there this particular person is a fundamental christian and because i was having channels and mediums on my show they were done with me so am i gonna not do my show because this person disapproves of me you know no you follow that's why a lot of people don't actually follow what's in their heart because they feel they're going to be uh, others the their family or friends will disapprove of them so well i i think i've made you know they'd have to take a number and get in line because
0: my family started with me <laughs>
1: okay yes, yes.
0: <laughs> yes, and so you know i laugh about it but i think what happens is is that we become catalyst for change for these people for the evolution of their soul and we can't take it personal right this is where i say we can be be in the family and love them and not have them in our life and it's by their choice yes it's not by ours it's by their choice and i always honor someone's choice to choose whether they want to be part of my life or not yeah and the only way that you can't is if you're violent or disrespectful
1: right yes
0: but everything else i can move past yes yes but you have to choose not to be part of me and you know what that's okay because what you know i learned is that as we let go of what we think should be exactly yes and move into what is it frees me up to be that I am. Yes. I am. That's so I true. Am. And I have,
1: just said I
0: have found more people that have come from dysfunctional families. Does that make there's something wrong with us? No. We've survived it. Yes. I still love my family. Yes. I think, you know, but it's my job no matter what has happened to me in the past. That is the past. Yes. And this moment is mine. Yes and i claim it and from this point on they have no power over me because i am not the person of the past but the past has made me part of who i am today exactly because it became relevant in helping other people can does that make sense makes all uh, oh, you said it beautifully so, so i beautiful. have went from disempowerment to empowerment yes and that's where I choose to live my life yes I didn't get everything I mean I, I'll, I'll tell you this little story my friend we were talking about we meet the, this women's group on a monthly basis mm-hmm. and she said to me you know I really thought I came from a poor family and I'm listening to her and she said you know we didn't have uh, an elevator in our home and a dumbwaiter <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my goodness you can't make this up oh my goodness
0: yeah we had eight people in a two-bedroom house with one bathroom okay.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness wow yeah
0: But you know it's all about perception yes this is my point so we can have the most that there is In money, in belongings, in material things, and we can still experience lack. Of course. And the people that have minimal don't understand it because they come from a wholeness of prosperity. Exactly. So if we take out the material goods, it's all about alignment, once again, with not who we are, but with our Creator.
1: Right. And true. And I, 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 used to hear this as words. And before I understood what I understand now about oneness and, and um, you know, the um, level of spiritual maturity I've gained over the past few years. Uh, it's not just words. Happiness truly comes from within. It does it has nothing to do with material goods. It is truly a state of being. And it is a state of state of being that comes from within. doesn't come from uh, outside material goods or doesn't even come from outside people. I mean sure outside you know your family and, and friends can can add to your enjoyment, but the true state of happiness and well-being comes from only one place, and that's from within you. We had great teachers because
0: the family that I was raised in. I had to learn how to love myself.
1: Mm, me too.
0: I <laughs> had to learn how to embrace my abilities and not disown part of me to right. be part of something that didn't like me, whether I disown them or not. Yes. That was, that was, but you see, if somebody really loves you, Yes. they don't put a condition on you. <laughs> yes. They I- don't judge you it becomes i'll be there yes yes
1: unconditional so yeah
0: it doesn't matter your political it doesn't yes. matter your religious it doesn't matter your um ethnicity at the core they honor the humanness of the right. spirit right yes. This, yes i should say the spirit in the human
1: yes That's what you see when you, I say oneness, when you understand oneness from your heart, you see another person and you see yourself in their eyes and understand now you don't have to agree politically, nothing, you could could disagree about everything, but you honor them for the spirit in them, which is the same spirit in you. Yes. So that's the understanding. And oneness brings about that sense of unconditional love that yeah. is what it is all about unconditional love well you know I
0: pray I pray for the world that we're in I don't yeah. pray for a party I pray for our people I pray for our planet I pray for our world yeah. and I yeah. pray for peace now yeah. how that comes out it does it it's my intent yes to not divide
1: and separate but to pray for the whole. Yes. Very true. Very true. Now, Jane, please share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you. Your website, all your information. Okay. Uh, My website
0: is uh, www.janeseybold.com. And my phone number is 480-309-0663. And you can contact me at info at um, janeseybold.com. Awesome. Very good. It's been so much fun. Thank you, Carol.
1: It's been wonderful. I'm sure I'll see you again very soon. (laughs) Where I go? There you are. That's a good thing. It is a great thing. I love it. I love it. I know exactly who I'm going to see when I go to an event. (laughs) And and give my love to Rick, please. He, I, will. I always see him first. Then I know you're somewhere around. Because I see well, Rick first. <laughs> soul summit I was reading in my
0: room um, oh, okay. for, four day, for four days straight.
1: <laughs> okay. It, okay. Was, it was wonderful. Yes, it was. It was. It was it's, amazing.
0: Yeah, it was an amazing experience. And I think, you know, what the conferences offer people is a chance to come from all over the world to unite with like-minded peoples because, you know, I can remember standing in line at Sander Champlain's. um, It was in Boston. Okay. Uh, No, it was Orlando. Sorry. Orlando. Okay. I saw you at both. (laughs) Uh, I had to think about it because they had the breakfast restaurant that served you. That was Orlando. He was standing in line and he said to me, and I forget what country he came from, but he said to me that, how much he appreciated being able to sit with somebody and they, he didn't have to talk. And when he did, they understood him. Yes. 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 And I said, I looked at him and I said, that's a treasure. Yes, it is. That's what I was looking for when I was growing up. And that's what I have found. Yes. That's what people can expect when they come to these conferences is to meet like-minded people with like-minded hearts who recognize each other because we are a family. We just, we're not blood. We're something more than that. Right. We're
1: universal. Yes. So true. Well, thank you, Jane, so much. I I love you so much. I love Rick and I will be seeing you guys. I know very soon. All right. Hugs to you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.